Good evening. It's Todd coming to you from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library. Here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. What a beautiful day. Nice 80 degree. I think it's a little louder. I was like 88. A lot of people at the football game in, in Madtown and uh, having a lot of fun. Acting crazy. I'm sure they're hurting right now. But uh, I'm not. And here to read Hezekiah. Right from the, uh, right from the Bible, a life recovery Bible that's uh, personal size, New Living Translation, and what it is, it's it's wrapped in a bow for for the uh, recovering alcoholic in the uh, in the Bible. So it's real, it's a real nice combination that we have here. Hezekiah, inherited a kingdom that his father had led into social, economic, and spiritual decline upon his accession ascension to the throne. Hezekiah consequently implemented sweeping reforms. He reopened the temple, which his father had had called Hanil shut, and he abolished idolatry throughout the land. He followed God's instructions to the letter, with two exceptions. First, Hezekiah took credit for the blessings that God had given to him and to the nation of Israel. Hezekiah proudly displayed the wealth of his kingdom to the Babylonians, who would eventually conquer would eventually conquer the kingdom of Judah. It was not really Hezekiah wealth. It belonged to God. Every time we think we have wealth and it's ours, we're wrong. It's God's. It's always God's. No matter what it is, it's God's. Because we're just we're just sucking and we're just we're just taking up space on this planet. You know, and he gives us riches. So that's that's the thing I have to say because I have to remember that. Second, he tailed in his task as a as a father. He failed in his task as a father. He spent little time teaching Manasseh, his son, and her god, his son, and her godly ways. Manasseh, Manasseh became. Became king, he re- he rubbered all of his father's night righteous reforms. The old worship instituted during Manasseh Manasseh's Manasseh's reign initiated one of the great spiritual 
declines in Israel history. The prophet Jeremiah penned, penned Judah's ultimate defense I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I think that's it, yeah. Sorry about the pronunciation. Giving him the regular reputation as the most evil of all Judah's kings. Jeremiah 15.4. Hezekiah's failures are easy to repeat. We can look at our we can look at our possessions, status, progress, and recovery, and think that we have achieved it all, forgetting that God was the one who gave, who gave them to us. We get caught up in work activities, even the things we do for God, and forget that our primary task is to prepare the next generation to fall through the path of righteousness. What we have learned from the past in our, in our learning in the present must be communicated to the leaders of the future. Jesus illustrated the importance of this by spending quality time with his disciples. His hope, his hope for the future. We need to follow Jesus' example, not Hezekiah's. That's what you hear a lot when, and uh, it must be sports. You know, it's, everything reminds me of sports. You know, like what reminds me of sports is when you have a. Uh, just reading about it in a uh, Jim Palmer book and talking about the the system that the Orioles had with you know with with the pitching, defense, offense, all that stuff and how it came to be because of the uh, of the dependence on the system. It wasn't. It was not the the player was not to take. Uh, was not to take not was not to take all the uh, credentials, not to take all the not to take all achievements, and, and put them in his pocketbook. He was to deliver them to the next guy up, to the next guy coming through the system. You know, and that's what God does for us. We don't need to sit there and stop the flow of uh, flow of riches coming through. Stop the flow. We need to make sure that we give it to, make, get it to somebody else so they can keep the train going. We don't want to be. We don't want to be the. Uh, we don't want to be the end. The end of the end. We want to be the start. The start of the start. We're just starting this thing called life. You know, and, and we want to achieve and have fun and and do good things. You know, just like you know. I, I don't know if you guys remember the Orioles, all the old Orioles. New ones are fun to watch too, but because they're in first place. But it's, it's getting back into baseball for me, and I'm sorry, but you know, it, it's just, it's pretty amazing how they they put this. They had this catcher, but it was a uh, came to play, came to man, be a general manager, and then he managed the Orioles for a while. His name was Paul Richards. 
And he was one of the best uh, architects that ever, uh, and he's the one that came up with the Oriole Way. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know what his, uh, he was working for God, I can tell you that much, because, you know, they, they taught these kids how to talk to the press. They tell you, they teach them, they're teaching these kids what to do and how to act, you know, what to, how to be. You know, and that's how you win. You win, you win, you win, you win by giving it away. You win by not being selfish. You win by taking the praise that you're getting and giving it to somebody else. You know, you're just there as a part. You're just there filling the hole. You're just there getting, you know, and, and getting it done. That's then taking it and giving it away again. That's, for example, for what we do for work, you know. I mean, if you got a guy that is working at, I don't even know if they have Sears anymore. He's working at Sears and he's selling, uh, he's selling snowblowers in Wisconsin in the middle of September. Which, trust me, there's a, there is a uh, market there in the middle of September because people want to get them before they uh, have to start doing it. And that gets stuck in the middle of a uh, blizzard without one. So what I'm talking about is talking about this guy that's a salesman at Sears, like, for instance, and he goes in there and he works every day and every day he's usually, he's usually the top salesman and he has all kinds of, you know, and he, he's learned from another guy who worked at Sears, who's now retired, who doesn't work there anymore. And he was a fine salesman himself. So this guy picks up all the, uh, so this guy taught him all the trade tricks of the trade and everything and. Well, what happens is, you know, the guy could say that he could say, oh, the hell with it. I'll just keep this stuff for myself. And I'm not going to say anything and tell anybody because it's going to cut down on my, it's going to cut down my profit line and cut down on my commission and all this stuff. What does that do? It just drives a big old, big old spear right in somebody's back. It could be the corporation. This guy is a good guy, and he goes through, and he teaches people how to sell, and so when his day comes to the end, and he wants to retire, he can retire, but, you know, this, the thing is, is that it's about giving it away. It's about what you acquire, but then giving it away, giving it away, and that's what it does for recovery, too. You know, you get, you get, you get what you get because you work for what you work for, like doing the fourth steps and doing the uh, inventory and all that. But then you give it away because you sit down with another person, you go through the book, the 12, you know, you go through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous as outlined in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And you go through there and you work it with somebody and you give it away to them. And then they go on down and they find, you know, and they work with you. They work with you quite a bit. You give them all kinds of tra- tricks of the trade and how, you know, and not tricks of the trade, how to work the 12 steps and not, what to do and what not to do and how to experience, how to bring love to the tables of Alcoholics Anonymous and bring love to the hearts of fellow men. And that's the thing is for me, that's what I have to work on, you know, because, oof, I can get in some pretty nasty moods and I have to watch that. Not only because I'm, it's, it can't even because I'm a dog anyway. Well, what it does, it cuts down my creativeness. It cuts down on my uh, 
on my ability to talk to people and to love them and to respect them. And it could be anything, anything to do with TV, the, you know, anything to do with working in the, uh, anything to do with working online with people, you know? There's so much to do in Zoom and now and um, with AA meetings and all that. And the, uh, that's what I have to work on, you know? And I still have to work on it. I'm still lousy at it. So I always want to be lousy so I can say I'm lousy and then work even harder at it. I don't ever want to take, I don't ever tell them to take that into, uh, I don't want to ever want to take that into respect, regard. I'm, I'm didn't do the best I can do, and that's it. You know, that's what the thing is, is, uh, anyways, but, you know, it's fun to talk about this stuff, because, for me, because it kind of gives me the old, uh, excuse me, knucklehead, but, uh, what about yourself? You know, have you been, how have you been doing? You know, and I have to look at that and talk to my sponsor about it and stuff like that. And, and realize today that I'm very grateful for the fact that I do have a sponsor. And I'm sober today. So, Hezekiah. Okay, I read the first part. Now I'm going to go back to uh, strengths and accomplishments for Hezekiah. Hezekiah instituted sweeping spiritual and political reforms. He had a, uh, he had a powerful prayer life. He maintained a consistent personal relationship with God. That's good. Very good. That's what it takes to stay sober. And you know what reality has to is that we all have weaknesses, and here are some of his weaknesses and mistakes. God knows I made a few mistakes before, too. Hezekiah failed to train his son and protect reforms he had, he had instituted. He showed Judah's wealth to Babylonian messengers and took credit for it. Oof. That turns out bad. All right. Lessons from from his life. I like how he goes through this. This is great. We must react. We must, I'm sorry, we must teach our family What we learn in recovery, if we do, if we want to protect them from our past failures. All right, here's the next one for you. When we turn our life over to God, amazing, amazing results will occur. How beautiful is that? And that's the truth. You know, I'm, I'm going to say another thing, too, about myself. I thought this was all a hoax, this guy's stuff was. 
I thought it was an absolute hoax. You know, it, people, they'd say this or they'd say that. Like, this, they just, and it'd be like, whatever. You know, that's just not going to happen for me. Because I was too much for a grouch. I can't participate in the program. My head wasn't there a lot of days. You know, I was ornery, cranky, miserable. So how do we stay, how do we get out of the misery? By teaching, teaching our family what to do and our, our, fellow, and our fellow friends. But I also believe that our brothers are many. <laughs> we, all, we have brothers and sisters, believe me. We're all brothers of God and, and, uh, Soulmates. Key verses. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria... Assyria have thrown the gods of this re- of those these nations into the fire and burned them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and of wood and stone, shaped by shaped by uh, human hands. Now, O oh Lord, our God, rescue us. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know what you uh, will know that you that you alone O oh Lord our God two kings nineteen scripture fifteen chapter nineteen scripture fifteen and uh, that'd be 17 through 19 also. So Hezekiah story is told in 2 Kings 16 through 20, Chronicles 28 through 32. Isaiah 16 through 20. So, and there's a lot more of them too. But, uh, you know, there's so he he is mentioned in one Chronicles chapter three, scripture ten through fourteen, chapter four, scripture forty and forty one, oh, Proverbs twenty five three. Chapter 25, Scripture 3, Isaiah. Isaiah, Chapter 1, Proverb, or Chapter 1. Chapter 1, Scripture 1. Jeremiah, Chapter 15, Scripture 4. Chapter 26, 18 through 19 with the Jeremiah still. Hosea, 
Hosea chapter 1, scripture 1. Micah scripture, chapter 1, scripture 1. Zephariah, scripture 1, chapter 1. I'm sorry, chapter 1, scripture 1. Matthew, scripture 9 and 10. I'm sorry, scripture 9. I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong, totally. It's chapter 9, scripture 10. Sorry. But, uh... So that's a good, that's a good start to, uh... To learn about Hezekiah, that's for sure. You know, we have a lot of people running around. We have a lot of people running around like that, and I'm one of them too. I'm not pretty good at this stuff. Very good. I'm trying to get better and trying to do better. But yeah, I don't doubt. I don't. I mean, I don't have any built-in idols or anything laying around. But you know, I'm, I'm God. That's what I'm about. I'm just about God. That's all. That's all I need to be. Instead of running my head through all this other stuff and getting all hung up on it and. You know, it's not pretty. So, what we have is a, uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful way of doing recovery with this book. And how awesome it is to read through it. And, what I'm trying to find is where I left off. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I might be reading something here that you guys might have heard already. But, anyways, there it is. So, I hope you enjoyed that part, because we're going to go on to chapter 18, Assyria Invades Judah. In the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign, King Senra Senra-Cherib of Assyria came to attack fortified towns of Judah and conquered them. King Hezekiah sent this message to the king of Assyria at Lachish. I have done wrong. I will pay whatever tribute Money you demand if you will only withdraw. The king of Assyria then demanded a settlement of more than 11 tons of silver and one ton of gold. So that would be... It's a lot of money, let's just put it that way. So the king of Assyria then demanded a settlement of more than 11 tons of silver and one ton of gold. Like I said, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of gold, it's a lot of silver. Together, this amounts, King Hezekiah used all the silver stored in the temple of the Lord and in the palace in the palace treasury. Hezekiah even stopped even stripped the gold from the the gold from the doors of the Lord and in the palace treasury. 
Hezekiah even stripped the Hezekiah even stripped the, the gold from the doors in the Lord's temple and from the door post he had overlaid with gold. And he gave it all to the Assyrian king. Bad move. Bad move. So nevertheless, the king of Assyria sent his commander-in-chief, his field commander, and his chief of staff from Lachish, from Lachish, with a huge army to confront King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. The Assyrian took up a position before Beside the Assyrian took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool near the near the road leading to the field where cloth is washed. They summoned King Hezekiah, but the king sent these officials to meet with them. Eliakim. Son of Hekak, he son of he Kiha, the palace administrator, Shabma, the court secretary, and Joah, the son of Asaph, and the royal historian. So. King Hezekiah made a radical break from the evil ways of his father, Abbas. Hezekiah stated faith and commitment to the Lord, gave him the courage to stand against Judah's sinful past and take significant steps to rebuild the kingdom God's way. He honestly is assessing the spiritual state of the kingdom and willingness to break from his sinful ways made him one of Judah's greatest kings. Because he had a faithful he was faithful to the Lord in everything. The Lord caused him to be successful. If you want to succeed in recovery, we also have, we also must honestly admit our failures and do all we can to rebuild our life God's way. All right, so we got through that, and we're going up to 9 through 16. So this is a really good, this is really fun to go through this stuff. This is history. And uh, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how, uh, how the Bible was written and uh, how it, uh, what it contained. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just never thought about it. But uh, the more I read it, the more I get, uh, the more I like reading it, and the more I realize that what's going on is is what was actually going on back then, not a bunch of crap. Because I trust the Lord. I trust God. They're saying, as they say in the program, trust God, clean house. Trust God, clean house. And clean house and trust God. All kinds of fun there. Um, But it's not we're going to feel better. Doing a lot of harm. All right, so... Sorry, I'm taking a little bit of time here. I'm going to read this one right here. That's what I'm trying to figure out where I, where I should read it on the bottom. 18, nine, chapter 18, 9 through 16. So once again, this is 2 Kings 18, chapter 18. Although Hezekiah was one of Judah's best kings, he responded, he responded exactly as his father had. At the threat of a Syrian invasion, Hezekiah trusted God with his smaller things, but all the all the threats of invasion, he looked elsewhere for help, rather than trusting the God that gave him his. Kingdom. Hezekiah trusted the many, the very, the very enemy who was attacking him. Our addictions have the same effect on us. We choose, we choose to trust in the things that we are ruining, our, that are ruining our life, and ra- rather than in the God who created us and desires recovery for us. Putting our life into God's hands is the only way to experience true deliverance. So, that was good. And what I'm thinking about right now is I'm thinking about, um, you know, if we get out of state, get out of the country and we go somewhere and let's say we get hung up by a visa or something where, you know, that's that's gonna have a negative effect on us, it could could get us killed. It's so important to trust God. It's so important to listen to God. It's so important. So important because that's that's where our belief is challenged right there. You know, it's either you listen to we listen to God or we die. I remember going through something really nasty. And it hurt me bad. It gave me a really, really bad, uh, really bad feeling. It's something that happened to me and it was with me in the program. And I'm not going to say it wasn't my fault. I'm not going to say it was my fault. But for me to recover, I remember God saying to me, Follow me, follow me, just keep following me and doing as I do. And that's the thing is, you know, I, I, 
I feel so much better when I realize, hey, you know, just do what Jesus would do. You know, would Jesus walk up to this person and smack him right in the face? No. It's probably just going to be really super, you know, respectful. That's love, is being respectful to others no matter what. No matter how nasty they are as a person. We just have to remember, hey, that person is that person at that given time. You know, at times he's the mass murderer, but at other times he's the, uh, he's the true prince of being, of being nice. You know, and we have to remember that, that a lot of times that people are in a certain way, in a bad way, because they've been put in a bad way, or they're on drugs, or they're drunk, or whatever, but we have to lead them to another area of their life. We have to lead them to to the Lord so the Lord can take care of them. You know, it, it sounds corny. It sounds like a bunch of crap, but reality is when I've done it and I do it, it always works. It always works. And I amaze people around me with, with the Lord and how he works in my life. So that's what I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna save the world tonight or anything like that, but you know, it's just good to be here tonight, good to be sober and uh you know, I'm just gonna to continue to read on. I got some I got about I'm gonna read on for about fifteen minutes or so and talk and jabber and have fun doing it. That's what I like to do. Alright. Then the Okay, so what I'm going to say is, Sennacherib threatened Jerusalem. Then the Assyrian king, chief of staff, told them to give this message to Hezekiah. This is what the great king of Assyria was. What are you trusting in that, what are you trusting in that makes you so confident. Do you think that mere words can substitute the military skill and strength? Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me? On Egypt? If you learn, if you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that glitters beneath your weight and pierces your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. But perhaps you'll say to me, we are trusting in the Lord our God. But isn't he the one who was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down his shrines and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar here in Jerusalem? I'll tell you what. Striking, strike a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can find that many men to ride on them. With that, with your tiny army, how can you think of challenging? Even the weakest contingent 
of my mother's re- of my mother's troops, even with the help of Egypt chariots and charioteers. What's more, do you, what more do you think we have invaded your land without without the Lord's direction? The Lord Himself told us, attack, attack this land, and destroy it. Then Alpha Ken, son of Hikia, Shemesh, I'm Shema, I'm sorry, Shema, and Job said to the Assyrian chief of staff, Please speak to us in, in Aramic. Please speak to us in Aramic. Aramic. I'm sort of trying to say that word. Anyways, for we understand it well. Don't speak in Hebrew. For the people on the wall will live. Will, will, for the people on the wall will heat. Well, I'm sorry. Well, he and what? All right, I don't even know where it is. All right, so what? We go on. I'm sorry. I can look it up, too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? I have problems with this print and this book. But when I look at it different here, it's here. Well, it looks like it's when it gets the R and the A are together, it looks like a freaking M or an N. So, anyways, no complaining. But uh, Sema Cherib's chief of staff replied, "Do you think any master sent this message only to you and your and your and your master?" He wants all the people to hear it. For when he we put this city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be hungry and thirsty, and they will eat their own dung and drink their own urine. Then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew to the people on the wall, Listen! to this message from this great king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He will never be able to rescue you from your, from my power. Don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by, by saying, the Lord will surely rescue you. Surely will rescue us. The city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king. Don't listen to Hezekiah. These are the terms that the king of Assyria is offering. Make peace with me. Open the gates and come out. Then each of you can continue eating from, from your own grapevine and fig tree and drinking tea and drinking from your own well. Then I will arrange 
to take you to another land, like the one, a land of grain and new wine, bread and vineyard, bread and vineyards, olive, olive groves, and And honey, cheese, and honey. Choose life instead of death. Don't listen to Hezekiah when he tries to mislead you by saying the Lord will rescue you, will rescue us. Have the gods of any other nation ever saved you, saved their people from the king of Assyria? What happened to the gods of, of Hamath? And in our pod, and what about the gods of Sephar, 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 Hina, and Iva? Did any god rescue Samaria from my power? What god of any nation has ever been able to save its people from my power. So what makes you think that the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? But the people were silent and did not utter a word because Hezekiah had commanded them, do not, rest, do not answer him. Then Elohim, son of Hilika, Hilka, the palace admittance, Shema, the court secretary, and Joah, son of Asa, the royal historian, went back to Hezekiah. They tore their clothes in despair and went to see the king and told him what the Assyrian chief of staff had said. Right, this is really good. So Hezekiah seeks the Lord's help. Chapter 19. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the uh, temple of the Lord. And he sent... He sent Eliakim... The palace administrator, Shema, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah, son. Son of Amica. I'm sorry, son of Amica. Son of Amos, they told him, this is what King Hezekiah has, has, says today, is a day of terrible, I'm sorry, it's a day, day of trouble.
insults and disgrace. Today is the day of trouble. Insults and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord, your God, has heard the Assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living God and will perish, I'm sorry, and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for those of us who are left. After King Hezekiah officials delivered the king's message to Judah, the prophet replied, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed by the blasphemy, blasphemous speech against the Lord, the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I myself will move against him, and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home. So he will return to his land, where I will have him I will have him killed with a sword. Meanwhile, the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who had left Lachish and was attacking Lebna. Soon afterward the king Satan Cherib received word that King Titaka of Ethiopia was leading an army to fight against him before having to meet the, meet the attack. He sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. This is the message for the king of Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the king of Assyria, what the kings of Assyria have done whenever they have, wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone by com who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of the other of the other nations rescued them? Such nations so goes on, Haran, Raseph, and the people of Eden who were in. Tell us, tell us, Elisar. My predecessors destroyed them all. What king of what king of Arpad? What happened to the kings of Sepharvaim, Hena, and Eva? Eva. Anyways, <laughs> good stuff. Um. 
Yeah, they sure he's they're in a lot of trouble. They're in a lot of trouble, I know that much. That's a guy is really up in a lot of trouble. He left the door open for them to come back in. When he, when he, I'm just going to say this. When Hezekiah took his, uh, was able to be faithful to the Lord and abide by what the Lord needed, but then all of a sudden throw a couple of monkey wrenches in it by doing something else. Such a good example to us what happens when we don't, don't, do not listen to the Lord. Then we get, we get overtaken with, with evil. And uh, that's what this Assyrian king is. He's evil. So, you know, it says after Hezekiah was, received the, the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed the prayer before the Lord. O Lord, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty between the mighty chero between the mighty cherubim and You alone are not our God of all kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to to Senechic Cherubs words of defiance against living God. Defiance is not a good word. Defiance, sorry. I took off on that word. That the word gives me the creeps. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed All these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and harmed them. I'm sorry, and burned them. But of course, the Assyrians could destroy them. They were they were not gods at all. Only idols of only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord, our God, rescue us from the from the power. Then all the kingdoms of the of the earth will know thee know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Alright. Well let me see here. Sometimes what happens in life 
is that we really mess up. And we know we messed up. But we also know that we might, we're going to have to pay. You know, or we're going to pay for what we did with our, with our consequences. So what I think is that the Lord's still going to be able to save us and help us get through that area of muck. But we have to realize that he is the one who's doing it. He is the one who's doing the, doing the, uh, doing the miracle and saving our body. We have to remember where we were. And that says a lot about sobriety, too. You know, we start to, we start to, to uh, hang out in the taverns and uh, just drink Diet Pepsi and stuff like that. We have to realize that we're going the wrong way. And if we don't stop going the wrong way, we are going to drink. And we're going to go back to the old style of living that we had from before. That's us. That's the natural right there. As we go to the bars, we get drunk, we act stupid, and we drive home. And uh, that's our natural, natural reaction. But we have to change our natural behavior. And the only way we're going to change our behavior is with the help of God. And uh, with him and us being faithful to him and have, and uh, being true to him and not being a phony or a fake with a bunch of idols of wood and stone sitting around. So, anyways, 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 if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love. And uh, outstanding reading. So... I will take off, I will pick up on uh, Isaiah predicts Judah's deliverance. And, 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 if nobody else has told you that they love you today, I do. Now say that with the power of love. Thanks.